It's longer time. Yay! Longer time. Poems, stories, and thoughts. By me, Paul Cree. Greetings, bonjour, what's happening? Welcome to Lager Time. Hope you're okay out there in Lager Land. Large up everyone who listened to last week's episode. That was the last one I'm going to be doing in the Satellite Stories series. I've enjoyed doing those. I feel like I've hit on a way of writing them that feels closer to the sort of stuff I want to be creating, whilst also improving the production side of things. So this week, I'm dropping in the first in a new series of stories called Young Unprofessional. It's about a character called Reese who's moved to London in the mid-2000s. He's in his mid-twenties and he hails from a fictional satellite town called Newtown, of course. So yes, it's loosely based on my own experiences, but a lot more removed. I've been writing stories and bits as this character on and off for a long time, well over 10 years. I've got a whole bunch of short stories, monologues and a short play all in the vaults. Just never quite knew what to do with it. Back in around 2010, I used to have a piece I performed a lot in my spoken word sets called My Town, which was in the voice of the Reese character. I love doing it. But increasingly, I never quite felt it fitted with all the autobiographical stuff I was doing, which went on to become my first two solo shows. So I just stuck with doing that stuff. Whenever I had a bit of free time, though, I'd return to the character and the world in which she lived. The satellite stories I was writing were really born out of the early re-stuff I was doing. There is a lot of similarities which you might pick up on. To be honest... I was never fully comfortable doing the autobiographical stuff, which is why I often changed a lot of the details like the characters. Apart from myself, all of the characters in the satellite stories are often amalgamations of a number of different people I grew up with. I've been looking for a chance to go fictional for a long time, so now here it is with Reese. You might not even notice the difference to be honest. Either way, I know I'm going to be having fun writing these. A little reminder, you can come and see me live at Poetry and Papa Doms at Caramel in Wood Green, Friday 29th of September. Simon Munnery is headlining. He's a bit of a legend in the comedy and poetry worlds. Last time I did this gig, it was packed out. Come on down, they serve banging Indian food and Paul Lyle is a great host. If you like what I'm doing, do me a favour and hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Or even better, Subscribe on Substack and you'll get all these extra bits I'm going to be sticking up on there. That's it for now. Have a banging weekend. Keep it lager. Peas and taters. Paul. Tu 
listen, don't worry about all that, right? You're not speaking to some ice cream. Let me explain something. Let me educate you. I'm not some little posy film director who's been to private school making out his cockney coach. Show me some mistake, you understand me? Show me some mistake, you understand me? I'm a niche in a niche art form while they stress about our fan base. I'm a needle in a haystack where not a lot of people like hey, That's a straw fact and I'm okay with that. I do this because I like it. The best things in life are abstract like a pineapple on a cyclist. I do social media and yeah, I could probably do a lot more. But when it comes to working out what to do, I get overwhelmed by the thought. I'm overwhelmed by the sheer amount of content that's up online. And I'm meant to be one of them vying to occupy your mind. There's a finite amount of time that people have to spend watching things There's bigger voices with bigger arms and a bigger reach than me It seems if you scream loud enough the drawbridge will open up When the promised land on the other side is probably just a swap I've been having those thoughts again Been having them a lot lately was on the after drinks on Friday and ever since they've been going round and round in my head and I'm the geezer in the laundrette just sat there gormless watching his washing go round and round with nothing else to do it's kind of mesmerising even if it is just an analogy it's a pain in the arse really thinking whose idea was that? I do need to do a wash though should ask Tanya I still don't know how to use the machine, too many options on the display. I get overwhelmed and scared I might press the wrong button or break it or shrink the clothes or something. What it boils down to, these thoughts I'm having, is that I'm just not like these pricks, mate. I mean, well I am, sort of. I am a dickhead, no bones about that. Just a different sort of prick. Haven't figured out exactly what type of prick yet. I never had a gap year to Thailand. We share a few similarities though. Me and these other pricks. I'm not from London like most of these lot and most of them are as pasty as me. But that's where the comparison ends. Alright, I like getting on the beers too and I love football like most of these lot do. Well, that Simon from Claim Disputes also likes hockey and rugby, so probably doesn't actually like football. He's playing to the crowd, so to speak. But that's it, mate. Some of these London kids must think I'm one of them, though. A young professional who's moved to the big smoke to start that big career. Live in a Zone 2 house share, irrational fear of anything beyond Zone 3. Go to ironic fancy dress parties, do triathlons at the weekend, weekend breaks to European cities. Eat brunch and breakfast, cool tea with sugar in it, builder's tea. Have a five-year plan. Nah, mate. Not me. I can't even see five days ahead, let alone five years. Well, I probably could if I tried. No, me, it wouldn't look a lot different than right now. Unlike them, though, I actually know and associate with some actual Londoners. You know, ones that were born and bred here and don't drink in those pubs that they drink in. My dad grew up in Norwood. Been coming here regularly since I was a kid. 
Newtown's only 50 minutes on a train. I live with my cousin Tanya. She grew up in South London. I've always been tight with Sean, my cousin. Our families would go to Pontins and he'd teach me all the rope slang. Tanya's done alright and married some milk from Norfolk called Graham, who's a teacher. He's alright. Just a bit dull. But fair play, they let me stay at theirs for a reasonable rent. Some say I sound a bit like I'm from London. But I know I'm not from London. I don't pretend to be either. Newtown satellite boy. Provincial prince of the generic high street. Low aspiration. Five aside. Tacky bars. Pub fights and doner kebabs. And proud. Reluctantly. And unlike these bricks. I don't shit on where I come from. Well. I do. It's kind of why I left. Couldn't wait to get out. Hated it mate. I just don't do it in front of these bricks. Trying to make themselves look like they're enlightened or something. At the pub, that Simon from Claim Dispute spent a good 10 minutes telling us how much of a shithole Blackburn is. You wouldn't know from his accent that that's where he's from. He's got that generic, almost regionless accent, like a lager with the alcohol content removed. He still pronounces things the northern way though. I like dance and trance. Turns out he's not actually from Blackburn, he's from some village outside of it. Of course. He supports Arsenal. Of course. After the after work drinks, him and his housemates went to that cheese hole Inferno's in Clapham full of other drunk young middle class kids. He loves it, apparently. Of course. Dance and trance. The prick actually seems happy. But is he really though? Or is it all just a cover up for that big horrible abyss that we all feel when we wake up every day and make that journey to the office or is that just me I don't know the geezer's actually alright to be fair he's harmless like most of them maybe he is happy probably got it all figured out his five year plan and by the end of that five years he'll be out of London in a big gaff with his new family Flipping properties on the side, lighting cigars with £50 notes whilst watching Rugby Union. No longer pretending to like football anymore just to appease the locals. So what sort of prick am I then? Some miserable lost prick I guess. Still, my banter's better than his, I like to think. Ask Gary, he knows. But that dickhead's not been replying to my text lately. That's why he'll never make it out of Newtown. He goes missing. The reality is, Friday after work drinks are probably the closest thing I've got to a social life up here, apart from meeting Stuart Simons and his melty mates from uni every once in a while, or when the boys come up from Newtown, which is never. We were in that downstairs boozer in Strut and Ground. The cricketers or something. It's alright. Was pretty lively when I left. They had a DJ. Normally round Victoria, most of the pubs clear out from about 8 as everyone commutes back to the provinces. Five pints of prony on an empty tummy. Walked out wobbly. Good thing I didn't talk to many people. Meant I got to stand at the bar and pretend I was content with life. I was having a good judgy look at everyone. I didn't want to. 
but what else do you do in them situations? I'd already read the snack menu and studied the 1930s style font used on the beer mats, and I'd used up the one or two things I knew about golf to talk to boring key from litigation, and plus he'd gone home back to Perfleet or wherever he lives. I was out of options, mate. It took me a few weeks before I got invited for the after work beers. Not gonna lie, I got butterflies when Kemmel told me to come along. Played it down though. Feel like I've been handed an opportunity but I'm not taking it. Like being starving while you're around a mate's house that you're not that tight with and his mum offers you some dinner and you say no because you feel like you're not tight enough with him, let alone knowing his parents. And of course, you don't want him or his parents to see that you've got weird eating habits, like licking the plate clean of gravy after a roast dinner, because you just don't want to waste it. It's just so nice, and it hurts you to see it tip down the sink or slide into the bin. Not that I do that, of course. Or you don't want to get upset at any of their eating habits, should they have any. Let's hope not. I hate noisy eaters. Needless to say, I probably haven't boosted my social status with last night's lacklustre performance. Kel surprise mate. I give myself 4 out of 10 for last night. 4.5 maybe. I had a promising start. I was on the peripheries of the main action for the first half an hour or so. That Simon, Kemal, Kingsley, Priya, all holding court. I just couldn't quite get into the conversation. I wanted to talk. I had some things to say, especially when they were talking about football, but had no words, like a fired up car engine with no steering wheel or exhaust. And as the night wore on, I slowly slid towards the bar and ostracised myself. My default move. Better I do it than someone else, I suppose. I'm alright when I get one-on-one with someone. I'll talk with anyone, mate. I get well chatty. Probably too much. I was talking with Simone for a bit. She's from Lewisham. The London lot and the office all tend to stick together. She was with Diane, but somehow got separated and ended up next to me and boring Keith. She's cool, and quite fit as well. She was telling me that her family work on a float every year at Notting Hill Carnival. I took that as an in, making the tenuous link of carnival and sound systems to start waffling about drum and bass and how Dillinger's snare drums are proper underrated because everyone talks about his mental bass line so much and how loud the valve sound system is and all that, but they were neglecting his snares. What frequency is he EQing those at? I said, She said she didn't listen to much jungle, but she liked Incredible. Of course. I saw her chatting to that Simon later on, and she was laughing, whilst he was telling her some story about his gap year in Thailand. Prick. I just don't know what to do when I'm near the main group. I get this feeling. It's a sort of nervous, excited feeling, like slowly edging towards the end of a diving board at the swimming pool. People could be watching... They are watching, but before I've even jumped, it's like the feeling hardens to cement or just turns to sludge. 
and I seize up and my chin slowly sinks towards my chest. Before I know it, I'm back sitting dry in the spectator booth eating overpriced crisps from the vending machine, gormously watching everyone splash about through the glass. Or more accurately, I keep sipping that pint every few seconds. I can't help it. I look busy that way and by drinking quicker, I leave quicker. Or it gives me something to do by going to the bar to get another one, which is what I kept doing. Eventually, I just lose the will to talk. It's hard. Don't know what's wrong with me. It's like there's a load of puff pastry expanding in my esophagus. I tried to tell Gary about this once. You just fucking melt, brother. You wanks too much. And thinks too much. You're a wanker. And a thinker. You're a thanker, mate. You can have that one, bruv. How much is too much, anyway? What, once a day makes me a wrong'un? It's not even that sometimes. Probably five days out of seven, if we're establishing an average. Depends on the week, really. Or if Graham is hogging the bandwidth playing online Warcraft again. Work must think I'm an antisocial prick. Or just shy. They're right. Just not the antisocial bit. I'm not against socialising. I want to do it. I'm pro-social. I'm in London, mate. I just... Don't know how to when it's people I don't really know. All my mates back home I've known since I was a kid. I don't remember going through these early initiation stages. Maybe I had more balls back then. Maybe this is what those pricks learned at university or on their gap years to Thailand. And there's me thinking it was all just tacky Irish bars, melty jewellery, rancid booze concoctions and dancing to the Friends theme tune. Like Infernos. From what he tells me, that's what Stuart Simons did at uni. And look at that cunt now. Some graphic design job in Farrandon and a load of melty mates to go on elaborate and expensive stag do's with. He's made it. He slags off Newtown though. Dickhead. Despite my underwhelming performance, I'm claiming the invite to the after work drinks as a small victory though. Baby steps, mate. It's my third or fourth time on the after work drinks but I'm far from an automatic match day selection. I'm on the fringes of the squad on a rolling contract could be released at any point. Maybe my one-on-one work is getting me noticed though, like putting in a decent challenge on the training pitch, played a decent pass or something, caught the eye of the coach. He's got some in that boy. Needs a lot of work though. Must be the kitchen situation that got me the invite. I'm alright if there's only two of us in there, making tea in the kitchen, and the amount of times I'm up from my desk increases my chances of a good interaction. Kemal holds a lot of weight in the office, and he likes hip-hop and football, which is what we talked about, so that was my in. Progress, mate. It's not all bad. I'm getting my timings down too. Surface onto Victoria Street around nine-ish, stick the headphones on and blast out something too loud that'll make me cry, like dirty old town. It's that violin solo, mate. Get to Vicky and maybe slip another pint in in the Weatherspoons above Smith's. I like station boozers. No one cares if you're on your own. Sort of deliberately miss my train, text Tanya and tell her I'm going to be late, 
hoping her and Graham will be in bed when I get back, though they sometimes like to stay up and watch Big Brother. Jump on that little train to Stretch, get an extra large doner kebab, loads of garlic sauce, spill it on my shirt, stuff my face with it as I walk back home blasting some Tupac or some Dillinger if I'm angry, pretending that I'm DJing. Dash any evidence of it in the street bin, key in the door, a big pint glass of water straight to bed, don't even clean my teeth mate. Avoiding any shame-inducing conversations with Tanya and Graham. Savor that for the next day. This week, Tanya told me they were heading out in the morning to go and see Graham's parents in Norfolk. So it was a Saturday to myself. Touch. Told myself in my drunken state I'd go swimming then maybe go to like a museum or something. It's London. Nothing else to do. Did I? Course not, mate. Had a wank instead. Then watched Under Siege 2. Par for the course. Something to tell Boring Keith about next time we're lumbered with each other at the after work drinks. Onwards and upwards. Of course. think back to all the jobs that I did. And laugh when I'm whinging, thinking things could be worse than this. Go makes her probably think I'm a prick when I'm getting up on my high horse. When they're getting up before doing a job that they find shit. I'm on about filling out hard questions on funding forms. Ranting on about who writes these forms and who they're written for. When really I should be concentrating on making the things that I want to make. Like writing bars where I embody everything that I flipping hate. Ah, shut up mate, you're boring Yeah, I'm boring mate, I know But what do we do about it When so much gets my vote? I wish that I could be one of them who says that they don't vote Because they're all a bunch of C-words like Corrupt, gonna have a go It's a world of easy wins Putting things in boxes and pins But it's never all that simple Good and evil, what about in between? Yin and yang, what happened to that? Like my fusser on the mouth There's a dark side in the bedroom And I'm Simba trying to figure it out I'm not a 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 I'm not a